We're at the USA Science and Engineering Festival, and I have the chance to sit down with Dr. Alfredo Quinones Hinojosa, or as Dr. Q, as he prefers to be called. Uh, Dr. Q, in this country, it's often spoken about an opportunity gap. The opportunity and chances that some students get versus other students make life harder or easier on some, based in large part, unfortunately, where they're born. Uh, what can we do as a nation, and what maybe can we do as individuals to minimize that opportunity gap? Well, I would say that this is a, t a difficult question, Todd. I can only tell you what happened in my life, and I have to use my life as an example. When I was in community college in California, I was given an opportunity to go to the University of California, Berkeley. Someone, my mentors, so that I had the ability to learn. I wasn't the best student, I have to tell you. And I tell that with a lot of pride to the young students out there. But I can tell you what I had. I knew that if I got a C today, tomorrow that was going to be a B. And if it was a B today, tomorrow it was going to be an A, and so on and so forth. So I was given an opportunity. By the time I was at UC Berkeley, I was given an opportunity to go to Harvard Medical School. And once again, I bet you, there were many more students who were more brilliant and better qualified by what I had with that fire in my belly. So what I think that we can do is two things. As a society, we have to, we have to learn how to identify talent. And that talent doesn't come just by reading books. That talent comes sometimes by initiative, by your ability to see someone's you know, determination, resilience, excitement, admiration, mentorship, and the strength that they have as they are moving in our society. That's something that we have to do as a society. As human beings, we have to go back and always extend our hands back to those who are behind and try to help them. No different than what you're doing today with all this. Dr. Quinones, could you tell me some kind of example of the kind of surgery that you perform? Todd, you know, I am so honored to be able to do what I do. You know, you realize my patients trust me with their lives. My patients' families trust me with their loved ones as I venture into the operating room arena and I get to open their brains and I get to touch their brains with the very same hands who picked tomatoes, you know, 25 years ago. Let me tell you a story. And I can tell you this because it's one of my own patients that it has been featured on the news. Maybe about three years ago, this young man presented to me with a new seizure. He literally was training to run a marathon and fell on the floor and he was shaking. His whole body was shaking. He was brought into Johns Hopkins and he was found to have a tumor, a brain tumor within the brain, surrounded by a lot of important real estate, including his ability to talk and move his arms and legs. And this tumor, I ended up going into the operating room, mapping his brain with not only the knowledge that I acquire as a little kid and how to map things around you, but the knowledge that I acquire as a resident. We were able to take the tumor out. Unfortunately, the tumor was a malignant brain tumor. He went on to get radiation and chemotherapy. And a few months later, just about a month and a half away from the marathon, he came out of his house and he was absolutely devastated. His body was, you know, lost a lot of weight. He was just really, really uh, uh, weak, secondary to the treatment. Walked one block and realized this is hard. And he made a decision, a decision that served to me as an inspiration. He said, I can either take control of the disease or allow the disease to take control of me.
and he decided to take control of the disease. No different than the way I decided to take control of my life. And he trained for six weeks and ran the marathon. And he invited me to run it with him. And at the time, I wasn't ready physically or mentally. And he raised about $18,000 for my laboratory to invest so we can find a cure for his disease. And this was, he was a student about to go into law school. He graduated from law school. Unfortunately, his cancer returned. We went back to the operating room, did another surgery. And this time, he woke up devastated. Half of his body, you know, was not moving. And I told him immediately after the surgery, about two hours later, he was under a little bit of anesthesia. I said, I'm ready, JP, for you and I to run together the half marathon, because I'm only half crazy. You know, I only do half. And he got up. A week later, he was on a walker. A month later, he was running. And then NBC did a documentary on the two of us, and we ended up running this race together. You know, and we raised about $30,000 together. You know, he finished last school, and unfortunately, the disease came back. And this morning at 4 a.m., he passed away. And I tell you, it's devastating to me because it's also, it makes me realize that as a human being, there's only so much I can do with these hands and my knowledge. And I link this back to the question as to why it matters, because I know that no matter how much I can do as a surgeon, at the end of the day, it's only through research and through funding that we're going to find a cure for this disease. Dr. Q, where can people go to learn more about your research and where can they go to help contribute and help advance this, this Thank study? Thank you, Todd. Uh, people can actually learn more about all the work that we do at www.drqmd.com. I've been speaking with Dr. Alfredo Quinones Hinojosa, an amazing researcher and medical professional operating at Johns Hopkins University. Dr. Quinones, thank you so much for your time and thank you for the work that you do. Uh, you can go online to engineering.com to hear more from Dr. Q, uh, as well as the other attendees here at the USA Science and Engineering Festival. Thank you.